Part three. Part three. Look at us. We did it. Yeah, we've done it. Three episodes. Three episodes. Three weeks worth of content. Yeah. On its way. In a single single day, in a single morning. A beautiful morning. I want to know, if you're listening to this third episode, is there anything taking away from your experience knowing that this was recorded all at once? It's a good question. Because I feel like some of... (laughs) <laughs> some of what we what becomes part of the episode some of that is always the catch up the banter always yeah so and you're gonna... we've said before that when we do multiple episodes the latter episodes really go into banterless not banterless but there's a lot more content about the books yeah and here we are Doing it once again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for people that don't know, Sean's got a dog that doesn't know if it wants to be outside or inside. It, it wants to keep switching up, outside brings and inside. her out. Second later, <laughs> she wants to go in. And this as, is awesome. as she's just being indecisive, the, <laughs> the weed whacker is getting closer and closer. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh. So the banter goes down, but the antics come up. That's just what happens as the day goes on. These are some Chet Morton antics. This is a uh, this is an adventure that we're experiencing today of our own kind. That's because we're not wearing glasses. Yeah, we can experience these sort of of adventures. Yeah, we're not a willy boy. I'm not a little willy boy. Uh, (laughs) You're a big willy boy. Um, That's right. Big willy style. Yeah, from (laughs) Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) Big Willie Hill. (laughs) <laughs> but so <laughs> during our break between episodes you took some time to read i did yeah two chapters two chapters yeah. two chapters that i sort of pointed not just one but two chapters that these are two chapters that i think really capture the essence the difference yeah the essence of the difference yeah. between the the old book and the new book and in a word it's violence. Yes. Yeah. It's violence. In a it's, wonderful word. In in more words, it's embracing the usage of guns. Yes. Not just guns, but animal cannibalism. Yeah. All sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, so in the first book, and I think we talked about this in our first comparison episode, but uh, not the first book, the, the rewrite. Yeah. The, the main book to us in the blue book, they... I like the dis- blue book. That's a good title for it. Yeah. They would disarm yeah. the criminals and then like to bring them in at the end, like the sheriff was with them. Yeah. There was always a wrap-up speech, too, about this is why I did it. It was very Scooby-Dooby. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Yeah. We still get that here. Yeah. But the kids are going to yield the gun, wield the guns themselves. Yes. The, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and like hold people at gunpoint. Yes. Uh, and so after they emerge from a shaft after the cave-in, similar to the Blue Book uh, in the original, they emerge from the shaft, and then these guys whirl around, the outlaws. It's not Black Pepper, but it's Black Pepper's gang. Slim. Slim, baby. I saw Slim. Else. I was yeah. very excited. So they end up somehow getting Slim's gun. Yeah. And, well, first they escape. They run away from the outlaws. Then later they're being followed through town the next day. 
uh, followed on this trail, and they're like, I think we're being followed. Ooh. So they're like, let's hide and jump the person. Yeah. And that's exactly what they do. They're like bushwhackers. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they take Slim's gun, and they press it into his ribs. And they, Oofa uh, doofa. They're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> we got the gun now. There's a lot of rib trauma in these books. You ever notice that? I do notice that. Yeah. And I wonder if due to the limited medical knowledge of the (laughs) 1920s, like, the ribs is where your juice is. (laughs) You don't want to have your juice leak out. So if you really want to threaten somebody, threaten with the ribs. (laughs) The juice. That's where your, your life juice is. Well, I mean, before Ben Franklin... Uh, we weren't allowed to look at human anatomy, so we based it off of pigs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Franklin and stole a bunch of are bodies. are delicious. If they're amazing. Are you kidding me? You thought pig was good. You should try human. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar anatomy. It's very similar anatomy, according so, to the old days. Yeah, but so the boys are all about this violence. Yes. And we see that. Again. So the, the rest of the story, you skipped some chapters. I, a lot of them. Yeah. I'm missing probably 10 chapters. It's somewhat similar where they're building, fi- like they're, they're looking for the Lone Tree Mine. They find the cabin. Oh, it's the rock still on there where they roll the boulder down? Uh, do we still get boulder rolls? Not into their cabin. Okay. Not into Hank Shale's cabin. Yeah. There's no threat like that where Hardy's leave or whatever they write on it. Um but when they're hiking, they get to a uh, like cabin that was the outlaw's cabin up in the mountains. Yeah. That happens. And what they find is a notebook. It's Black Pepper's notebook. And in it is a map of what looks like a house with two rooms. But they realize that instead of being an overhead view of a house, it's a lateral view of a mine. And so what is rooms ah. is actually chambers. What's hallways are actually tunnels that go down into the earth. That's awesome. And then on the next page, it says Lone Tree Mine. And that's Ooh. all we get. And right then, in the, in the blue book, they're like, what does that mean? We don't know what that means. We look around, and it was the windy peak and all this stuff. And then they're like, what about that over there? There's a lone tree. Instead, in this book, they're like, hey, wasn't there a lone tree by that cave we came out of when those guys had guns? And they're like, yeah. Let's go there. <laughs> so they try to go there, but the going is rough. The blizzard is is That is intense. the title of one of these chapters, right? The going gets rough? Probably. Yeah. But compared to the blue book, where everything's resolved pretty quickly, there's a full chapter where they get separated in the blizzard. The boys don't know where the trail is. They don't know where each other Ooh. are. And they're both resigned to die. Yeah. Separately. And then Frank decides he's going to build a fire just to warm up, and maybe Joe will see it. And Joe does see it, just barely, and he's saying, I was sitting down on a rock to give up. Oh, Lord. That's dark. And then it's written like, instead, the blizzard does not get its victim. Oh, my God. They have painted villainous this natural phenomenon of of just the the blizzard is yeah. a sinister character <laughs> twice in this Which book. In the very should. beginning, 
gives them Jack Man Barry Wilson. Man versus Nature are some of the best uh, the best movies with best books. The Blizzard giveth and the Blizzard <laughs> taketh take away, and it almost <laughs> taketh away their life. But in the beginning, the Blizzard literally brought them Jad Wilson in a box. Yes, it did. Yeah, old Jad Barry Wilson. Jad Barry Wilson. Yeah, preserved <laughs> in a cabin, delivered broken with love bones and all by the Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they did bring him back on a sled. I know they did, and it was so cold. I bet he came back as just a frozen ice cube. Remember that movie Encino Man? I do remember that movie Encino. Yeah, man. he's like Brendan Fraser in Encino Man. They Fraser. forgot it. Is it Fraser? Fraser. Fraser. We've talked Fraser. about this on the podcast <laughs> before, and why I know that. Dickie Roberts. Dickie Roberts. Do we watch Monkey Bone recently? Have you seen that How movie? Does it hold up. Um. Chris Kattan has never been better. And I'm a big, you know I do Chris Kattan's aganzas. Like, I love Chris Kattan. What has Chris Kattan done in recent, in the past 10 years? In the past 10 years? Well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing of notable uh, reference. But before that, Scout's Honor, Corky Romano, you Monkey Bone. You guys want some cookies? Uh... Lord, what is the other Night at the Roxbury? Of course. Obviously. But he had some good stinkers in the early 2000s. We used to go to Redbox and always rent them. Huh. And Scout's Honor was one of them. But it's just so bad. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's when you knew Chris Kattan was just, he's done. I mean, Undercover Brother, he peaked. That was his best. I don't think I've seen that. Next to Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone is his best, then Undercover Brother. You've never seen Undercover Brother? Monkey Bonus is magnum opus. It really is. That's my review on Letterbox says so. I mean verbatim. Magnum opus? Yeah. <laughs> For a monkey bone. It's Chris Kattan's magnum opus. His physical comedy in that movie through the roof. What is I don't know what it's about. It's a it's not a movie that it, that has a title that explains anything. Uh Brendan Fraser is a cartoonist and he came up with this new show called Monkey Bone. Well, he goes to this party where they're showing off the pilot episode and all these people are like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. All these merch people are trying to sell him, but he doesn't want to be a sellout. He just wants to go home in his beat up 80s whatever car. And uh, on his way home, one of the uh, marketing people gave him an inflatable monkey, and that happens to just start self-inflating in the car. And it gets big and big and big, and he crashes the car, and he goes into a coma. And uh, the movie takes place of him in this purgatory hell world, and he has to figure out how to get back into his body. But in this purgatory world, his cartoon character, Monkey Bone, exists and thrives. And Monkey Bone steals his pass back to his body and takes over Brendan Fraser's character. And uh, it's amazing. So Brendan Fraser has to come back, but the only body that's available is the body of this recently dead gymnast who broke his neck. And it's Chris Kattan. And he gets back into Chris Kattan's body, but the neck is broken. So he's always just running with his ear parallel to his shoulder. It's, it's so good. So... It's I, so I was on the fence about asking you to summarize the plot. Yeah. But I'm glad I did because to put myself in, say, a studio executive seat, <laughs> yeah. 
to listen to that pitch. <laughs> Monkey bone pitch, yeah. So bad. <laughs> and it got greenlit. It and did. millions of dollars yeah. were spent oh, yeah. creating that. It's got Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> All right, I'm in. I'm in. I don't need to hear anything else. uh, She went to school in Mexico, and uh, she said that one of her students was still learning, or one of her classmates was still learning English, and he had trouble with the W's, and he always pronounced them with G's. So he would always say, yeah, Goopy Goldberg. And she's like, it's it's not Goopy, it's Whoopi. He goes, I'm saying that, Goopy Goldberg. She's like, no, you're, you're saying Goopy, it's Whoopi. He goes... I'm saying exactly what you're saying, Goopy Goldberg. So now anytime I see Whoopi Goldberg, it's Goopy Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, oh, Goopy. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Goopy Goldberg, in all honesty. Did you ever watch Eddie, the basketball movie? Uh, no. Uh, you should go back and watch the 90s films of Goopy Goldberg. They are through the roof. I want to go back and watch the Tim and Eric awesome show Great Job with Whoopsie Goldberg. I've never seen this. I've like, never seen Tim and Eric. I know. David. I know. Everyone says this. David. I know. Dude, I lived in a box. I watched cartoons and that was it. No, this was like in recent history. Oh, it is recent history? I'm still in that box. (laughs) It's just post-college for me. It's like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Tim and Eric, awesome show. Great job. Just some fantastic... Just a fantastic comedy. I, I, I don't want to go into any examples here, but just know. No, I got The Office and Tim and Eric and all this other stuff I need to Do watch. Do Tim and Eric first. Do Tim and Eric first? You'll like Tim and Eric more than you like The Office. All right, yeah. You will it's laugh harder and more frequently yeah. at Tim and Eric than you will. Hey, have we talked about the fact that uh, you did a song that was featured on Jake and Amir's podcast? We did not. We did not. We did mention a letter from a new listener. And that's how he found us. That's how he found us. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I recorded a version of Whoopi, uh, Whoopi, <laughs> Goopy <of> Goldberg, Whitney, <laughs> w- Whitney Houston's classic, uh, written by Dolly Parton. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, for the film The Bodyguard, she performed it for The Bodyguard. It was a Dolly song long before then. Uh, okay, um, but I will always love you. Yes, and I switched to the lyrics and submitted it as a theme song yes. consideration. Uh, the podcast, if I were you, has a different theme song every week uh, submitted by a, user, uh, by a listener. And I submitted mine, and with a little shout out, I said I co host a podcast about the Hardy and Sons, Hardy Boys podcast. Yep. And uh, then, sure enough, massive lift in listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, and this was in, during a time when we were not making episodes <laughs> with any frequency. <laughs> So I feel like we kind of shot ourselves in the foot there a little bit, where it looked like an out-of-date old podcast at that point. Um, but hopefully they subscribed and they they're listening now. They just said in their most recent episode that they're running low on theme songs and they need more submitted. So I'm going to give another one a go. Oh, my God. Let them know we're back, baby. Let Come them know back we're harder back than ever. And we'll have three episodes in a row, three weeks in a row. And yes. then we're going to hit the ground running. And With I a think new live show. New live, new live show. And the nice thing is... We can start banking episodes for season six. It's the smartest I'm thing. I'm going to order the anything, it's about the bank. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that book bank. Take that to the bank. There to you To the go. book bank. <laughs> I'm going to take you to the bank. To the, the book, book bank. bank. Have you seen that? No. Steven Seagal. That says, I think it's out for justice. Hey, guys. Senator something. 
I'm going to take you to the bank. To the blood bank. It's awesome. Because the guy's catchphrase is, you can take that to the bank. But he says yeah. blood bank. But he says, that's, yeah. Because he needs a transfusion. Yeah. <laughs> so, a rare platelet disease. <laughs> would be a good, I would not want Steven Seagal's blood. That thing is filled with ketchup and just... It is just ketchup. <laughs> Jelly, ketchup, we've, cholesterol. We've talked about Vic Berger. Vic Berger. He's an editor. It's a fantastic name. Uh, he's Tim and Eric's editor. Okay, that's right. We have talked about Vic Berger then. He has put together a couple montages of clips of Steven Seagal. Yeah. Um, not clips from his films, but like <laughs> clips from public appearances and yeah. like news newsreels <laughs> and stuff. And it's just He's the greatest. Anytime I meet someone from old Hollywood, I always ask them, Do you have a Seagal story? Nine out of ten, they usually do. Nice. Yeah. I love a good Seagal story. We've talked about Nathan Fielder. Yes. And what brilliance he has. Nathan is in with Tim and Eric. Oh, I uh, did not know that. Tim and Eric produced Nathan for you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then it's he paid the buck and did John Wilson. Yeah, that little absolutely at the end of the episodes. Yeah. That's. Oh, that's Tim and Eric. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and then I don't know if Vic Berger edited any of Nathan for you, but it's that same sort of like. Let's sit on this shot for a little longer than we need to. Yeah. So you can really feel that That's awkwardness. <laughs> That's very Vic Berger-esque. Okay. And he'll take a real moment and replay certain parts <laughs> of it zoomed in. And How to with John Wilson does that. There's this episode where uh, he's finding out if art collectors also wrap their furniture in, like, plastic. And he asks this one lady, and she's like, no, I don't do that. And he's like... Do you have any pets? She goes, no. And then she thinks, she goes, when I was young, I had a horse. I liked to ride him until I got allergic. And then he just holds <laughs> for about seven seconds. Yeah. And it's the most brilliant and sad thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Because it's just like, no, after she said this, like, this moment of like, no, I did like animals, but uh, that doesn't happen anymore and the one thing i love i can't be around and it's just this self-reflection that he's like no i'm gonna force everyone to watch this any other editor would cut would cut the not just at that moment but wouldn't put that little anecdote in if there wasn't something and a payoff yeah 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 and, and it's just an aside <laughs> and the corresponding silence as, as someone's thinking about what they said yeah pure genius it's, it's fantastic yeah it is more than fantastic. Ah, oh, man, it's just a leaf blower. I was hoping this guy was going to whip out a chainsaw. He's going to come it's... over here in just a minute and do our yard. Okay, good. I'm going to have to move my truck, I, I like that this guy does all the yards. Uh, just these two. Oh, just these two? Just these two. Doesn't work up and down the entire street? Yeah, he does one over there, too. I think that's where I found him. It's like, hey, man, you want to uh, cut our yard, too? Yeah. We had a company that was a real bad company. I remember that, yeah. I remember yeah. looking at your grass one day thinking, who did this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break and return for the finale of the book and the, uh, and the big, the big difference. The wolves. Yeah. The wolves. Return for the wolves. Uh, so with that, the, the boys, boys took, took a break. The podcast took a, we, uh, we're breaking. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go.
I have a question. I have the answer. I know you do. So in the original letter in the blue book that Fenton writes to the boys, does he sign it your dad or your father, or does it just say Fenton Hardy? That's a great question. Because in this one, it was a very sincere sign-off, and it was just like, hey, this is coming from your pop, you know? I'm proud of you. And I thought, like, I remember it being really cold in the blue book. Like, Fenton's more standoffish. He's not giving life lessons. He doesn't get a letter. He, they get a phone call. They're in that cabin. Oh, that's right. Uh, and then they've got to get a ride. Yeah. That's upsetting. None and of that then, personal touch. Yeah, we have to catch a plane. Oh, this is exciting. I get to order See the next own. book today. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Shore Road Mystery. Oh, yeah. Amazon's going to be confused. You're like, two people just bought this book. <laughs> What's going on? going to make two of these. Oh, we're going to have to dust them off. Go to the Indiana Jones warehouse. <laughs> so that's where they keep them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we when we took our break, we had been talking about the uh, the guns, yes, um, and the violence, and the violence. But they they fought this blizzard. They lit the fire so they could find each other and all this stuff. And so like they're just they keep saying like we need to go back down to Lucky Bottom. Like yeah. we should just go home. Um, and then they're like, no, we got to get to this mine because if the if Black Pepper and the gang know that we're on to them, they're gonna want to go get them the gold right away. Yeah. It's like, we should just go now. And they get excited. And so they get to Lone Tree Mine. And they make their way past some buildings down to the to an opening. And they're so excited to be in from the cold. They've been in this blizzard. And ah. Uh, <laughs> just finally relaxing a little bit. And they're walking around. And then just like in the blue book, they hear some noises. As they always some do. Some footsteps. As and the light reveals do. some green. Yeah. It's and the dancing rats. It's the wolves. <laughs> the wolves. It's the wolves. They, in the blue book, we were sort of appalled because they were keeping the wolves back by shining the flashlight on them, but then they started to get brave, and Frank throws a rock at one of the wolves <laughs> and hits it in the head, and I, I want to check if it died or not. I can't remember if it dies. I do remember him throwing the rock and us making lightsaber jokes because he's just swinging around because wolves are afraid of this light. But I remember it being somewhat tame and honestly kind of silly. Yeah. The only intention was my frustration of whether I, or whether or not I'm going to rip this book in half as if it was a phone book from 1974. Can you do that? Starting with Mary. Oh, yeah, I can do that. You kidding me? Check these out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if you heard me pop as I flexed. <laughs> <laughs> and cry yeah. just a little bit. It's called getting old. It's called uh, Quick rusty rock. joints. Joe, Joe looked around desperately, snatched up a heavy jagged stone. It was Joe, sorry. Joe hurled it with all his might at the wolf. The rock hit the beast squarely on the head, and the wolf collapsed with blood oozing from the wound. Okay, that's... So... There was a little violence well, there. A little, little violence. Yeah, sniffing and growling at the carcass. So yeah, Joe killed a wolf with a rock. Yeah. This is in the blue, I'm reading the blue book. That was the blue book. Uh, yeah, right in the temple. Um, old book. 
okay, first of all, they set this up so beautifully too of like, oh, FYI, he was a pitcher. Yeah, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Athlete, superstar. He would be quarterback <laughs> if Bayport had a football Because he still has his rock throw in this. Just, uh... Yeah, he's ready. Yeah. Um, but I also like in the, in the old book, they've just been hiking waist deep through snow again and again, Man. huddling around a fire, like yeah. this long journey. Treachery. And now they're surrounded by wolves, and Joe goes, and Frank goes, oh, I got a revolver in my pocket. <laughs> How do you not feel that on every step you take? This heavy, heavy piece oh, of metal. So I didn't get not the in a holster. Trudging through the area. Not areas. tightly I didn't know in a holster. That. Yeah. This is just loose in the pocket revolver <laughs> that's basically cocking itself every time you yeah. take a step. How do you not <laughs> ping on that before this moment? Oh, yeah. I like to think it's taped to his back like every action movie. Oh yeah. It's like put so up your put hands. his hands up and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well die hard. Or it's die hard, but in a cave with wolves. Or down his sleeves like in Desperado. Oh yeah. I made one of those. What, a guitar case full of guns? No. One of the uh retracting like Derringer holders. Okay. Where you do this and it opens up Shoots a spring loaded one. Nice. Yeah. I made it in high school for a movie. How was the movie? Uh, awesome. Do you have all your old high school movies? So I have everything that I did from like seven years, from when I was seven years old till probably 14, because it's all on mini DV tapes and VHS tapes. Then in high school, I got into a bad habit of taping over DV tapes. And I have a bunch of it on a hard drive, but it is in like unreadable formats. Mm. So I have some of it, not okay. not all of it. And the I couldn't back it up because hard drives, like Micro Center was giving away hard drives or flash drives. That's what it was. And they were two gigabytes. And I remember when I was making movies in high school, two gigabytes was just like, oh my God. That will literally last you forever. That was like $60 to purchase back in the day. So, I like, I didn't have a lot of hard drives or space. I remember when we got our first sort of real desktop computer, like my freshman year of high school or something like that, and it had a one gigabyte hard drive. And I remember thinking, like, what am I ever going to do <laughs> with, with an gigabyte. entire gigabyte? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty this nuts. Now I'm looking at computers, like, the internal drives, I mean, 500 gigabytes? I don't want that. My Maybe phone. a terabyte. I have a phone arriving on Friday, and it has 512 gigabytes in my pocket. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. that's what I want. The world has changed. <laughs> Massively. That's, anytime I start a new project, I'm like, well, we're going to need at least a 12 terabyte drive. Yeah. And I can't believe those words are coming out so nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah you, uh, and your, you and your red raw. <laughs> the red raw, yeah. Well, we shoot with Komodo mm -hmm. and with uh, uh, the... What's the newest one? The Raptor now. Mm -hmm. That both of those cameras are quadruple the size of my camera. Compression, like file size. File size. Wow. They're massive. It's outrageous. I mean. And do you shoot it in full? No. Full res, or do you no. shoot it at compression? On Komodo, we shoot at medium res and sometimes low. <laughs> I knew a chainsaw was coming out today. 
You enjoy watching that. You like it. This is... Huh? What's funny is this probably won't be that loud in the audio. No, it's not going to be loud. These are great. We're just going to be shouting. You're going to hear birds in the background. We are louder, but I don't think that's really that competing that heavily. No, they're not going to hear it. They're not going to hear a thing. I'm going to have to add it in Add the post. chainsaw in. <laughs> I'm going to have to or add it Or do noise post. reduction and take it out as much as possible. We're just going to sound like robots. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. So there's these wolves. So there's wolves. So he remembers he has a gun. Yeah. And he starts aiming the gun at these wolves. And I thought for a moment, maybe the wolves will back off. Yeah. Maybe the wolves will be like, oh, gun. Yikes. All right. But of course, 1920s wolves don't know what guns are. No, they're confused by Wolf this. Wolf education at this point was so underfunded. <laughs> they're not going to know. They don't know to leave these guys alone. I mean, they've been hunted to damn near extinction. And they still don't even realize that guns are bad for them. This is so great. I mean, so what's the great. IQ of a wolf? Not a lot. Yeah, about as many legs as it has. Am I right? Ayo. Ayo. Wolf jokes. <laughs> this couldn't be going better. <laughs> this, is, this is peak Hardy and Sons podcast. Um, so I want to find the paragraph here. <laughs> where they start I love where this. he goes Terminator <laughs> so it's in down this episode shaft, is right? brought to you by Chainsaws and wolf jokes okay so suddenly Frank thought of the revolver they had seized from Slim Briggs it was still in his pocket and he had forgotten all about it until this time with his free hand he's holding a flashlight with one hand he reached for the weapon slowly he withdrew it then turning his flashlight directly onto one of the snarling beasts, which, by the way, they do a great job also in the, in the blue version yeah. of really dehumanizing, taking the humanity out of these animals. Like, yeah. these are just vicious animal As beasts you should. that have no right to live. Yeah, soften the blow for us. It's got he, rabies. He took aim and fired. The animal dropped in his tracks with a yelp of pain, and instantly the ranks of the wolves were broken, and they fled howling into the darkest corners of the tavern. The stricken wolf writhed and snarled wretchedly for a moment, Ooh. then lay still. Ooh. So the other one we got, Joe threw a rock at it. <laughs> it, fell. it fell down, blood it was bleeding, blood ooze from the wound. Yeah. This is full-on death throws. <laughs> it gets even better. Yeah. Do you want to take it? The boys edged back towards the entrance, but before they could reach it, a gray form shot across the circle of light and barred the way with a snarl of defiance. Again, they were trapped. Frank fired at the animal. The shot went wide, and the brute slunk back but still remained in the passageway. Two or three of the other animals came rushing out of the darkness and pounced on the body of the dead wolf, tearing at the flesh with savage jaws. For a while, 
The cave echoed with growls and snarls as the animals set about their hideous meal. And then the revolver crashed forth again and another wolf toppled over. I mean, that's... Do wolves behave like that? I, I mean, they know. would have to be incredibly hungry to eat their own. I would think own. as a pack, as a pack animal, there yes. would be a little sympathy or attachment. Yes. But apparently not. Yeah. In, in these, the 1920s. These are cannibalist wolves. Wolves. Three shells left, said Frank. Save them. We'll take a chance on getting out. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so they violently kill a wolf. Yeah, and let's shoot it. Later they, they say that wolf. they were more cowardly. The wolves had become more cowardly because apparently they killed their leader. Which yes. did they eat the leader too? So hang on, that's a second wolf that they shoot. This was the first wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone eats it. Yeah. Next wolf they shoot is the leader. Let's see here. Uh, leader of the pack. How's that song go? Was the leader of the pack. Probably something like that. That's close <laughs> enough. Something like that, right? The leader of the pack. The leader of the pack. Uh, that's, a, yeah, that's a hot song. So they're getting, uh, they're getting cornered again. They're, they found this tunnel, just like in the other book, and they needed to slink down into it. Um, Joe leaped and scrambled into the opening. At the same instant, the foremost wolf crouched for a spring. I thought she said the foreman wolf. The George so Foreman. The time wolf. cards. Ah, yeah. The supervisor. Or, or the George Foreman. Yeah, he's not cooking snakes anymore. Yeah, now he's on the wolf meat, draining that grease. <laughs> there was not a second to lose. Frank leveled the revolver and fired. His aim was true. <laughs> Just imagine someone asked George Foreman why he's so sweaty, and then you jump cut to him on his own grill. <laughs> <laughs> that sweat. I'm draining that juice. Draining that juice. Draining that juice. Halfway Leader in the air, the, the animal gave a convulsive twist of its body and crashed onto the rocks. It writhed in its death agony, snarling ferociously and snapping at everything within reach until it finally lay still. Oof. We are there. <laughs> we are in the cave with these dying animals. Uh, that is visceral. Yeah. That is, that is no doubt visceral. Rough. Uh, I mean, this is actually a really thrilling chapter. I have to give it to him. It's well written. It's scary. Does it fit a children's book? Probably not. But uh, they were preparing these kids for war. That's true. Yeah, they're making soldiers. You they're making learn, soldiers out you of children's books. Gotta learn how to books. kill a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> if this book, maybe when they say it's like World War Two, I was gonna say they just start. Talking about how the wolves were speaking in German. Yeah, make it propaganda. <laughs> Some of them had very small mustaches like Charles Chaplin. But they also say this book, while produced under wartime conditions, is in full compliance with government regulations for the conservation of paper and other essential materials. Um, and I think... They're like, and in cooperation with the government, we're also going to recruit some soldiers for them. <laughs> they give us some paper, we'll give them some soldiers. So kids, sign your name here and send this page back. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then they, uh, they shoot the last, well, there's a third, a third wolf that they shoot. Yeah, they take them all down. Yeah, almost the whole pack. 
Yeah. And Frank would have gone back for more, but he was out of shells. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he had those rocks. And crowbars. Jeez. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, then they fall into his shaft. They find the gold right where they said it. they would find it. And as they turn around to leave, Old Black Pepper comes in. And the, black ti- pepper the chapter is even titled Black Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no surprise there. Yeah. That they keep consistent between the versions. A, uh, a chapter title that ruins the chapter. <laughs> yeah. It's a proud, proud tradition. I was curious to go through the chapter titles here. We have In the Storm, A Call for Help, Jadbury Wilson, A Tale of the West, Con Riley Under Fire, A Message from Montana, In the Windy City, The Second Stranger, The Escape on Guard, Fenton Hardy Story, The Cave-In, In the Depths of the Earth, Attacked by the Outlaws, The Trap, Information. So I know exactly what happened in this book right now. Yeah. Beat by beat. <laughs> yeah. Start there, you're fine. Yeah. These are cliff notes. This was like, if your teacher assigned you something to read, you always chose the Hardy Boys because you never had to read it because all you had to do was read the chapter titles. I'm like, oh, yeah. So it starts off in a storm, but then they hear this call for help, and it's, you know, Jadbury Wilson. Then they get some information. And they get the tale of the West, and... Uh, you know, they get under fire with semantics with Con Riley. Then they get a message from Montana. It seems, it's from it's, Chicago. It seems like the louder we get, the louder. <laughs> He's matching in decibels. Yeah. You think you can talk loud? You know, weaker podcasters would say, let's give up. Let's find a different place no, at a different time. Our podcast, time. listen, we're about perseverance. We're, we're going to shoot this chainsaw in the ribs <laughs> with the revolver. We can handle it. <laughs> the old rib shot. Yes. <laughs> mm. Oh, jeez. That's why we're the best at what we do. Yeah, we've Unrivaled. recorded in diners. We've recorded in fake diners. In fake diners and added the sound of diners. I forget. We've recorded Brett's house. Brett's house. Yeah, while being old, served. Old Willie Hoy's house. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old Willie Billy Hoy. Yeah. We've Live seen, shows with we've no seen control. some adversity. Yeah, we like ours to be like mini wars, okay? Each episode has a story behind the episode. We're stronger for it. We're stronger for it. We're better for it, okay? Like I said, perseverance. We're trying to teach the kids. I'd like to, I'd like to see Joe Rogan do a podcast next to a chainsaw. He'd never do it. No, he has He'd to be in his it. comfortable mansion with yeah. his gym. With his nice microphones. His Pac-Man video games hula and his hula hoop whatnots. whatnots. Yeah, I yeah. knew you'd get that. We are true blue-collar <laughs> podcasters. Salt-of-the-earth podcasters. Outside in the harsh Missouri conditions, sweating it out. Sweating it out in this, what, 73 degrees? In this oh, beautiful 78-degree weather. Under the shed, under this fan, with my Gatorade bottle filled with tap water. We're living the dream, man. Living the dream. This is this is what everyone sorry, aspires to be. It's a power raid, not gay. Thank raid. you. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm that man. I'm that man that keeps the power raid bottle for a year and just keeps refilling it up until it gets bottle. brown and crusty. It's a, good it's a bottle. great bottle. Yeah. It holds, you know, 28 fluid ounces. Do you put of... that in the dishwasher? No. I hand wash though. 
Do you have a dishwasher? Yeah, but I like hand washing. I hand I'm wash. I'm old fashioned. I and hand wash, wash and then I put it in the dishwasher. I know people like that. I think that's monstrous. I understand. Yeah. I can't help it. I know you're better for it. But just so you know, because of you, because of you, when I boil water, I'm not taking it from the warm side of the tap. I'm taking it from the cool. You are right to do so. Yeah. I have nightmares about that water now. Nightmares, I tell you. Now I don't know what to do. I feel like I don't have to shout anymore. This is strange. It's coming back. Don't worry. Okay, thank God. He's going to the other side of the fence. <laughs> and this chain link fence is not soundproof. It is not. No. no. <laughs> Lining right up with this small. There, there it is. we go. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> so they kill a bunch of wolves. They find Black Pepper. Yeah. They jump Black Pepper and get his gun. Yes. And stick it in his ribs and make him <laughs> and make him walk out. They get contract. rope. What's they that? get rope as well. They ask like, oh, I wish we had some rope. Oh, that's later. Oh, that is later. That that's is when later. they get to town, when they get back that's to Hank right. place. In the rewrite, they hit him with a shovel and he passes out <laughs> and they carry him out and put him on a horse. It's way more brutal. They don't have any horses in this book, by the way. Oh, they don't. I guess wartime. Do they? They're not gonna write horses into it. No, all the horses, all the horses, are, horses are, are being used. Yeah, they're yeah. war horses. <laughs> Steven Spielberg made a movie about them. You've seen it, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I heard they replaced their legs with shotguns. <laughs> it's like Terminator yeah. meets just with horses. <laughs> what was that? Okay, it's Terminator Two, but with horses. I like it. Do you? Did we do that as a bit, but with horses? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, we're back. Yes, we did. We never missed a beat. Um, the T one thousand. So instead of, of knocking him out with a shovel, not a gun, yeah. they use a gun and just hold him at gunpoint and walk him all the way back to Lucky Bottom. And then they use the gun as a shovel. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, they dig a hole just by shooting <laughs> the ground. They dig his grave and put him in it. Um, but they realize they're out of ammo because they just spent all their shells on shooting that hole. So now they have to hit him with then the, the wolf. Then the wolves <laughs> then come the wolves back. Come, back. <laughs> come on. They come out of the ground. They burrowed through the cave. <laughs> like little prairie wolves. So he, uh, so they, they bring back Black Pepper. Yeah. Take him to jail. And they, uh, they make the sheriff lock him up. And then it ends with the like, well, what was all this? Yeah. And why is Jadbury Wilson not getting his cut? And Bart Dawson explains... I got shot. Yeah. And then I lost my memory for like 20 years. And then it wasn't until I met a doctor who's like, oh, I can fix you. The doctor did an operation, and I'm fine now. Yeah. And I remembered everything, came back to Lucky Bottom, started looking for it, and I got to share some of this with the remaining Colson brother. And the Hardys are like, what about Jadbury Wilson? Jad? Jad's dead. I know, like, Jad's not dead. He's currently dating our aunt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's getting the Gert. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Gert! You know what really gets my Gert? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so that's how the book... Did you ever see the Gertrude one I did? It was making fun of Renegade. It was Renegert. It was Gertrude on a motorcycle. I do remember that. Uh, I was very proud of that Chapter artwork. Chapter art was a wonderful little element of this. It was. I, I learned uh, 
illustrator because of this podcast. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. Let's do season six artwork again. Let's bring it back. I'm we started learning with chapter five. Blender right now. Okay. I plan on doing 3D artwork for all of our chapters. It's a great thing because I know, like, I'll have to do weekly work. Like, I have to force myself into learning this program. I like it. So, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to have uh, 3D artwork. I love it. Yeah. I'm it's going to look 100%. terrible. It's yeah. fine. And I can't wait. It's better than the no artwork that it's we had for a while. It's better than the no artwork, yeah. 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 But so, it ends with the fireside chat, and I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for bonfire bros like you and me. From the bonfire bros themselves, yeah. Some fireside friends with the bonfire bros. Yeah, with Campfire Cali. So these episodes will come out over the next three weeks. Yes. And sometime before then, we're going to uh, plan and announce the live the show. Live the live show. The Hardy and Sons Awards. That's right, yes. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for your patience with the podcast. Yes, and we're back and stronger than ever. We're excited. We're ordering book three or book six. Six, yeah. Season the sh- six. The Shore, the Lucky the shore, shore Road Mystery. They've the been shore on the Shore Road, road a lot of times. They, yeah. They took there it was to a get to the house the shore on the road cliff. In this book. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've driven it several times on their motorcycles. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be a mystery on it. I can't apparently. wait. And they're going to solve it. Yep. And we're going to read it twice. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and so the chainsaw turns off <laughs> as, we, as we decide to end the episode and the season. And the season. Thank you oh for a wonderful year-long <laughs> season five. Twice the time it was supposed to be, but we did do two books. Yeah, like we always do. Like we always do. Yeah, I can't use it as an excuse. Have a wonderful day, and we hope that there's content waiting for you next week. If we do our job right, there will be. There will be content next week. Yes. Look at us go. Look at us shining. And with that, the, the boys, boys ended, ended season, season five. five. <laughs> we're so good at this. We're, yeah. Especially when there's not the delay. I don't even know what season we're on.